everyone. Welcome to Cutting Through the Noise. Today we're going to talk about business development. It's one of the 19 traction channels that we've been rolling through and it's Michelle and Cassie. Hello. <laughs> cool. So, so uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'll just go ahead and yeah. kick it off, Cassie. Uh, so I guess if for our listeners, can you maybe just give us a brief overview of what sure. exactly business development is? Yeah, good, good question. <laughs> um, a lot of people, I think, get it confused with um, sales just in general, mm-hmm. which is um, understandable. But what we have been using as business development or running definition, I guess, is exchange of value through partnerships. So not necessarily sales um, because you're not exchanging money for a product or a service, um, but you're exchanging um, some sort of value in a partnership that helps you ultimately gain more customers or different customers. Nice. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So maybe anything to add? Yeah. I was gonna say maybe uh, like you said, it's not really focused on sales necessarily mm-hmm. with products, but maybe it's a different metric that you're trying to achieve. So yeah, and expanding your audience, reaching mm-hmm. new customers. Um, yeah, maybe just overall awareness. Yeah, in the end, it probably you probably want it to equal sales, you know, right. eventually. But at the beginning, um, it's more about working with um, another business to, yeah, increase awareness or all the things you just said. <laughs> cool. What are some different types of um, partnerships or ways that you can achieve business development? Yeah. Um, so in the Traction Channel book that we've been Mm-hmm. Uh, following through, they kind of list a couple different examples that you can look into. Um, typically, when people first think of business development and don't think of sales, yeah, uh, there's something just known as the standard partnership, um, and so that's essentially just um, two companies that form a partnership together that either benefits one or both existing products. So one example um, that might be relevant to both of us would be mm-hmm. the Apple and Nike partnership yeah um, you know they have the nike plus which is you know essentially technology of your shoe is right. connected to <laughs> your apple products so you can kind of get better um uh measurements of like your own health and everything mm-hmm. so that's kind of one example of a, a standard partnership right they're both benefiting maybe some nike customers who weren't apple customers then became apple customers and vice versa so exactly so it's mutually yeah. benefiting yeah um, which is the goal uh, and then a couple other uh, big known ones are there's the joint ventures, and that's essentially where two companies uh, partner up together to create a new product. So it's not really improving an existing product. It's actually a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to think off the top of my head an example of that. I might have to come back to that that's one. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then the next one is um, uh, licensing. And so that's where uh, a company gets approval from another brand to maybe, like, use their brand uh in, like incorporate it within their own existing product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you think of maybe, for example, Starbucks, um, maybe an ice cream company wants to use a Starbucks branded flavor or a mocha or something like that um, and incorporate that into an ice cream flavor. And so that would be an example of them getting approval and partnering with Starbucks in order to sell a Starbucks branded ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the ones that kind of like really stand out to me. Is there any examples that you can maybe think um, of? The joint, I just Googled the joint venture really <laughs> quick to find an example. And yes, the one that it technology. gives us here is um, Starbucks, again, <laughs> working with Pepsi. So um, oh, the yep. double shot espresso or the Starbucks Frappuccino. Um, I think that Starbucks kind of got the um, upper hand on those <laughs> ones still, but either way, they came together to create those products, um, you know, 
uh, when they couldn't maybe do it on their own. Yeah, and that's actually kind of, that's a good example to talk about too, because uh, with that kind of a joint venture creating those products, like you wouldn't assume that Pepsi is a mm-hmm. part of that, but it's o- it falls under their umbrella. Right. And so maybe that took years in the making to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Interesting. Some other examples of partnerships that worked out really well for one or both of the people um, is when Google uh, was just starting out and they needed to get in front of some users. And so they partnered with Netscape to become sort of their, um, I guess, normal search engine. So when someone types something in Net- in Netscape, if you've ever used that before, um, <laughs> then it would search Google at the very beginning. Um, Michelle and I were kind of laughing earlier because um, it sounds like Google kind of got <laughs> big <laughs> when Netscape did it. But hey, that's okay. Yeah, which one's still sitting today? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that those are some, the main partnerships that I can think of. I mean, there are so many, like, right. I don't know, just so many. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I guess like taking a step back, I guess maybe we could talk a little bit about, you know, best tips or practices mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. I guess, um, I know just, uh, shallowly looking into this, that, yeah. uh, you really should take the moment to, when you're evaluating a partnership with another company for your maybe it's for your company or startup any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um really take a moment to research the person that you're you know interested in maybe partnering with and kind of put yourself in their shoes and evaluate what kind of um incentives or what will they get out of this like it's easy for us to, you know write down the things that will benefit right. from but how how are you going to make this an enticing deal for someone else mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah. would say on that same note a lot of people immediately think oh i need to partner with apple or i need to partner with these huge companies right and um i think that it's all right to look smaller in some areas that are um you know businesses that are similar to you or not really similar but kind of on the same level i guess is what i'm trying to say um or even you know a little higher or even a little bit um lower than you you know maybe less customers but if that's the type of people that you really want to reach then it might be worth it um so it's not always you know partnering with a multi-million billion dollar company (laughs) if the opportunity arises though right i mean yeah but it's not like that's the only way that this can be um a successful um traction channel maybe take a step back and not make it a question of oh i want to or not a question but make it a point that you want to partner with this particular Mm -hmm. brand just because people know them but again aligning with somebody that's more in your industry or Mm -hmm. something again that maybe it's a common goal that you know that you both might have and this is a way to benefit both right so and something that i keep thinking of um you know is that this can kind of seem like an intimidating traction channel because it involves working with another company you have to like (laughs) maybe give something up of your own in order to get something from them um whatever that might look like and I just keep thinking about those little, um, like, Facebook uh, drawings that people do where they're like, follow me and this other company, oh, you know, maybe, yeah. like, a clothing store and a gym that are in your local town. Like, they'll say, follow both of us, and then you can get a gift card to both places, or, you know, and then that way, the people from the gym's Instagram see the people from the store and vice versa, and it's way more effective than just doing your own giveaway you know so there's like small ways um that don't include creating whole new products and working (laughs) with people for years and years and you know that kind of thing so (laughs) I think that it also just shows involvement maybe in your community um if you are a small town business or just a small business in general yeah um yeah that's what I've been thinking about 
Yeah. Well, I guess actually, so spinning off of that, Cassie, I know you personally have been working on quite a few businesses locally. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you work with us, but you have some cool other side projects that you help work with. But so I know um, Peak Retreats is kind of one of your big ones, too. Yeah. Have you tried any like of these business development partnerships? Sure. Or any of that? So Peak Retreats, um, if you haven't heard me talk about it before on the podcast, is you uh, multi-channel network for women, um, for women who are entrepreneurs and, uh, and leaders in the business world. And, uh, you know, we bring them together for retreats. That's our main uh, service. And so in those retreats, um, you know, we try to make them nice and balanced, like going over business things, but also personal um, and fitness and mental health and all of these different aspects of a person. And so recently we were able to um, start discussions with a uh, you know, a local fitness instructor. So not only would she be able to provide value to our um, clients or the people who join our retreats, but she will also gain, you know, a larger audience from participating in these retreats with, you know, women that are serious about, you know, taking care of their body or um, making it to the next level in their lives. So um, that's kind of mutual benefit, mutually beneficial. Um, another little business that I work on is crepe cuisine, and so we sell French crepes. Yum. And for a while, <laughs> we um, would partner with a local nut butter in town. So um, for them, you know, people were able to try their nut butters, and if they love them, they could go buy more. And then um, for us, you know, people love eating local products here in Missoula, and so being able to tell them that this nut butter was made locally increased our sales in some ways. So Nice. Yeah. No, those are great examples. I mean... Yeah, you're just very involved in the community. It's awesome to hear about that. <laughs> um, I guess, and then I falling off of that, uh, has it been, did you find for either one of those ventures it was, like, difficult to approach these companies about partnerships? Or I guess what was your process in, in mm-hmm. trying to make this happen? Yeah, so for the one with Peak Retreats with, uh, um, you know, the fitness instructor, she actually approached us, which is really neat. She knew that that was a piece of our retreat and that, you know, we might be looking for someone who has those skills because – I'm probably not going to teach that part of the retreat. Um, and then for the other one, um, I, you know, I think it was just kind of mutual friendships. We had similar mentors and they just kind of brought us together saying you guys could benefit each other and, you know, um, make a small partnership to do this. And she's got the nut butter. Um, it's called Moxie Nosh. If you are on the internet, go look it up right now. Cause it's really delicious. Um, she, you know, now partners with a lot of different small businesses in town who use um, nut butters. So I think that that was kind of a way for her to experiment with what that looked like. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's, um, you know, it have to be a standard partnership. Mm-hmm. You're benefiting right. and improving an existing product. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that those are my two main examples. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. That's good. <laughs> so we, Michelle, we were also talking about, I think we sort of di- started to dive into it. Um some different tips for making these um, types of partnerships or diving into business development. And um, they kind of talk about how there's a pipeline um, that you need to follow in order to have successful um, partnerships or connections in this way. And so the first um, tip that they give us is to create a really, really long list. And I think that that's where, um, you know, the big companies, I don't know, if your dream is to partner with Apple, like put them on the list, you know, and Find all, you know, from the big to the small, from every industry that you um, think might be beneficial to you and vice versa, make a list of just as many um, possible partnerships as you can think of. 
And then from there, it's important to sort of scope them out and actually think like, what value could they bring you and what value could you in turn bring them? Because Mm -hmm. like we mentioned earlier, I think um, no one's going to partner with you if it's only good for you. Right. right? So, (laughs) um, so then once you're able to kind of scope it out and sort of rank these potential partnerships um, and connections and you want to choose, they said 10 to 20, but I think that sounds really high. If you're a small business, you know, your big list might be 10 to 20. Oh, and it's funny too, because the book mentioned like 50 to 100. Right. Yeah, pipeline. exactly. So um, I would say like choose, I think 10 maybe is like a good number um, that you actually want to pursue because you have to assume that they're not all going to actually work mm-hmm. out, um, especially if you're like holding strong to what you need out of the partnerships. Yep. And some people just aren't interested in using this traction channel. So you might get turned down for because of that. Um, so once you choose those 10 to 20, Um, kind of start to develop what the value is that you would be providing to them and vice versa and make it very clear, Um, you know, write it out, whether you have a presentation or whatever that might look like. Just make sure that you actually know what you're asking for and what you're proposing to give them also. And then um, before you go and talk to the company, you want to make sure that you know the right contact at that company. Um, If you, you know, are trying to I don't know, work with product development, like it might not be the best to talk to someone in marketing. I mean, they might be able to give you the right contact, but um, the more streamlined that you can make it, I think the better. I mean, that's just best practices with any interactions with other companies. Make sure you're getting to the right person and not wasting a bunch of people's time and yeah, (laughs) however that goes. Um, And then I guess just give them your you know, your value and be ready to talk about ways that you could work together. Um, Have an open mind because, you know, if they want something out of it, then you can, I don't know, go back and forth a little bit and see how it goes. So those are kind of the main, um, that's like the main pipeline tips that I've got. Yeah, no, that's great. What do you think? (laughs) Great. I think you covered the steps that you really need to (laughs) do when you want to get started on this. Cool. Well, I think that that is a good overview of business development. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Too much to add. Okay, cool. Well, we also have um, a video and a blog article coming out on this topic from our office. So check those out and um, stay tuned to listen to the next of the uh, of the different (laughs) traction channels. And we'll be here next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.